Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about who will save us all from the snapshot, the snapping, the snapocalypse, if you will. Mm, what will come in Avengers 4? What will come? Hey guys, we have another sponsor this week, and we're going to do a full ad read in a little later, but I just wanted to let you know, in case you dip out early from this cast, we have a promo code for you at MacWeldon. You can go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off if you use the promo code MCUCast. It helps out the podcast, and it uh, gets you 20% off, so that's pretty badass. We'll read that ad later, but uh, for now, we're going to talk about some Avengers 4. Go! Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. So, Avengers 4. It's on everybody's lips. It's on everybody's mind. What are we, what's going to happen in Avengers 4? Tell us, Jeff. Oh, well, you know, things got to be undone. And people have to be saved. And somebody's got to save us all. And that's the real question is, who is going to save us all? Yeah, because we can't just leave it at Thanos having one. No, I don't think I don't think we can. And so we're uh, we're presuming uh, that Thanos is somehow going to be beaten, and that the snapshot will be undone. That is the assumption of this conversation. And we are going to get a little spoilery, possibly, because we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to probably talk some uh, some some things about uh, leaked photos and things like that. Uh, but we're just going to talk about what characters we think are most likely to uh, be the savior of the, of, the, of the universe in this coming <laughs> Avengers 4. Um, so we, we, we're going to start our first, our first candidate. And, and the truth be told, it's going to be a combination of all of these. But me and Jeff picked our teams for our favorite ideas. So our first, our first uh, candidate is the OG Avengers, the originals, the first six. Um, and uh, I just, I, so my, my first reason for why is it's been their story since the beginning. This is, yeah. th- this is the first three phases. It's the first 10 years of the story. Um, they, we've, we've, we've been aiming toward this Thanos buildup this entire time, and it's been their story since that beginning. Um, and I think that... Uh, there, it's conspicuous that of the like nine characters left in the universe that we know of, uh, like six of them are the original six, you know, like none of yeah. the original six disappeared, which makes me think they're going to focus on those characters and like just looking outside the story, uh, it, it would be a nice way to send off those characters and send off those actors in a touching way because a lot of them are, are possibly contracts are up. Uh, probably all of them could be done after... Like, I, I would not put it past any of those six original six Avengers leaving. Even though they've announced a Black Widow movie, like, that could all be a misdirect. Like, it could be, it could be that any or all of the original six will sacrifice themselves um, and, 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 have, and have to make hard choices. So I think they want to send off the first 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a bang, sort of, you know, and like, uh, and tie it all to the beginning. Um, and I think we all want that. We all want the, those six people to be the heroes of this big overarching story. And we've had a lot of, like, characters going back and forth, uh, particularly Tony. This whole story has been kind of a Tony... Um, redemption arc he started out uh you know with this wanting to be a hero and he's definitely done some questionable actions and now it's like yeah (laughs) yeah, uh, like he he's done some actions and he's learned all the lessons and who is he going to be end up being in the end you know he's got he's a man with good intentions but like oh man for me it's all about like i think tony needs to make some decisions to maybe not be the man to save everyone like he needs to put his trust in other people because i think he trusts himself too much but anyway that's uh, there's a lot you could talk about within these six but i think that is my case for it being the original six avengers who are the main ones who lead us 
into saving the world, saving the universe. Well, yeah. yeah. Tony, like from movie one, has taken on the responsibility of the entire world because he he's trying to, to redeem himself from making all these, you know, weapons of mass destruction that have gotten into the wrong hands. And he's, you know, he's brought that back. But then he's found that, like, along with being the hero, like, in that sense, there's this higher calling for protecting the world that he he has to answer yeah i mean (laughs) i just i just remember the bravado of an iron man 2 tony stark uh when he's like i've privatized world peace like he's he literally fit at that point was on top of the world and felt like he had saved the world you know um yeah and then he then avengers comes along it's like oh the world is bigger yeah, it's bigger uh, the, than me. The universe is bigger than you. Like maybe maybe you are the best defender of the world, but can you handle the universe? Um, what is it that uh, what is it that the exact wording um that Nick Fury says when he walks in at the, the end of the first Iron Man movie? He says you're part of a bigger universe, right? Uh, you're. I think it's you're part of a bigger universe, you just don't know it. Yeah. Which, or you just became part of a bigger universe, you just don't know it. Which, to me, like, I never thought about it until this moment, but, like, that is his arc. Like, he, he, he created the suits, he thinks he's he thinks he's all that, and then his whole story is learning that he has... He's part of a bigger universe. Like he is not. He, there, there are greater powers than him, you know. And he doesn't. And he still. I don't know that he still believes that. Even in, even in Avengers three, in Avengers Infinity War, he is. Um, he still believes that he's the one that has to take the fight to Thanos. That he can make decisions that are going to save everyone. Um, and in, and it, it it you know it doesn't work. And I think maybe he's maybe he'll finally learn humility. I think like. I think his arc has to be learning humility, right? In some yeah, way. Yeah. Like making a humble decision that brings down Thanos, like that would be uh, an amazing payoff arc. And like we're going to talk about it. We're we're probably going to talk about this character a little later, but like Doctor Strange uh literally made such a humble decision in the movie. Um and I think maybe uh m- maybe Tony will learn from that example i don't know that's 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 a that's just a thought but uh like he he literally took himself out of the equation because he thought it was the best thing like he was like anyone any a lesser man would a a tony stark you know honestly would have been like oh sure i see that as a possible future but no i gotta take the wheel here you know like like I, (laughs) i i still think my presence is the best thing for the universe of course my presence is the best thing for the universe how it's unquestionable <laughs> but like uh he watched he watched Stephen strange like take himself out of the game because he realized it was the best thing you know and i think that might impact him going forward and speaking on dr strange it's it's possible that Strange could be the one that saves us all. I mean, he saw 14,605,000 possible outcomes, and there was one of those where they won. Absolutely. And, so is this, you know, your, is this your next option? That's, yeah, this is are my move, next option. Are we moving on? Are we, are we already done with the OG Avengers? Um, you, have I think it's, to, you have nothing to think, say about the original I, six? <laughs> I think it's too obvious. It's too obvious. Yes, we want to couch the series and, and give them a good send-off because we, you know, we started with them and we're likely right. going to end with them. Right. Well, I think it's, it's not just too obvious. It's like what you have to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not saying... And like I said, I think, I think the, the answer is all of these characters. But I guess we're trying to figure out who's going to be the MVP of this situation. Like who's, That's fair. And, 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 but I think, obviously, it's an Avengers movie. Everyone's going to take part. Um, but... I think OG Avengers is is my call, probably my, my my closest call, and I think the most likely of the Avengers to be the the most predominant is Tony. Yeah, I mean it's the whole universe started with Tony, and Tony yeah. is like the biggest name in all of the movies that that comes out. Like when you stick Tony Stark in a movie, then it's gonna do well. I mean, yeah. we saw that with, with Homecoming. Right. And, and, you know, that wasn't entirely Tony Stark. I mean, the, the movie was good in its own right. 
And it's but, a Spider-Man movie, which have never done that poorly. Yeah. Even when they haven't been good, they've done well. <laughs> like, yeah. But when you establish this, this universe and establish a movie as part of this universe, people want to see the connectivity, and Tony Stark is the best place for that. Yeah, I agree. And I think that... I mean, I think Tony and Steve, in some form, will be the heart of, heart of the story. Um, they yeah. didn't even see each other in the last one, and I'm just like... He didn't, even, he didn't get to make that call, you know, <laughs> that he was going to make. Like, I, I really would like to see. I want to see them on screen together. We haven't seen them on screen together since Civil War, and it's just time. I need to see where the relationship goes from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but that, so Especially, that, like, especially after, you know, however long the time jump is going to be between three and four. Because apparently, like, we've seen... Uh, evidence that it's going to be quite a time jump, like you know, five to ten years after uh, after the events of Avengers three, Infinity War. Yeah, I th- so I, th- I think so, and that'll that'll touch in my next point uh, for sure. Uh, you want to move on to Strange? Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about Doctor Strange because you it. know, he, I mean, he just got his start, right? Like he had one movie with him, like that was his solo movie. He has uh, his appearance in Thor Ragnarok which was you know everybody liked that and his ability to outquip Tony or at least be on Tony's quip level and you know sass the sass master <laughs> like he they he, he's established himself now finally in the universe and people don't want to see it go I mean plus you know they're going to start filming a sequel next year so obviously he's going to stick around but my main my main uh, drive for that is, or for Doctor Strange, is that in his solo movie, the Ancient One said, "What if I could tell you that I could reprogram your cells to rebuild themselves in all sorts of ways?" So him turning to dust is like whatever, you know, it's just another state of me. <laughs> so he could rebuild himself and then kind of uh, be working. I guess sort of behind the shadows and everything like in the shadows to set everything up and set the stage really to have Thanos be undone. I mean, he claimed to be the master of the mystic arts. So he's obviously taken on the sorcerer Supreme role. He saw 14,605 possible outcomes and found the one. And he said over and over, like this was the only way. And at, uh, when Thanos left with the uh, with the time stone, he said, "We're entering the end game now." So, like, he's seen all of this. He knows what's coming. He's been through it all, and he knows the 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 counters, the appropriate counters to make everything flow the way it needs to flow. So, I think Doctor Strange is going to have a really, really big part in how everything turns out in Avengers Four. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, one, one thing that I think is interesting about him becoming even more of a main character as we go forward um, and, and stepping into a leadership role in the Avengers is that um, we, 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 we talked about the universe is bigger than, than you, um, and, that, and that, that's for Tony Stark. Um, and he is a character that has kind of been like his mind has been blown as the universe has gotten bigger and bigger around him and he's still trying to like stay on top of it and i think that um strange is a character that has more context of how exactly small we all are because he's not only dealing with this universe he's dealing with the multiverse and he not only sees the possibilities of the cosmos which i think Tony Stark is starting to see. He's just starting to see th- this cosmos and this universe. Uh, Strange sees the threats that are interdimensional. And I think that moving forward with the Avengers, if they, and we've talked about this a lot, where they're going to go next, uh, bigger or smaller. And I think in some ways, I think the next two movies need to bring it down to Earth a little bit. Not necessarily Earth, the planet, but Earth as in a, a, a grounded story. Um, yeah, but make it smaller and more personal. Yes, because uh, you can't always get bigger. But eventually, maybe ten years from now, they're going to want to tell a bigger story than Infinity War. They're going to want to do something. That's, that's hard I, to do. I know, 
But here's the thing. I think Stephen Strange is our door into that story. Because oh, the, yeah. the mystical, the interdimensional, that's where we go next. Like, cosmic is where this, you know, we started on Earth with a man in a cave building, building a, a technology suit. From a and, box of scraps. Yeah. And now, we're, and now we've moved to that man leading the army of the Avengers. And in, in, in Avengers 4, I think he's going to be a, in a leadership role with Captain America leading an Avengers-style group either uh, you know, in some form, formation to fight uh, this cosmic threat. You know, May, Maybe one of the greatest cosmic threats out there. And where do we go from there? You know, what's the next big thing? How do you ratchet that story up except if you go interdimensional or possibly just mystical? Which in this universe so far, the mystical kind of is the interdimensional. It's kind of yeah. how that works in the It's Doctor the multiversal. Strange. Yeah. And so I think they're I think they're they're smart to move him into a leadership role because I think that he will be the one that his his kind of corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is where we're gonna get the the stories going forward if we if they decide to ratchet things even further yeah i think honestly dr strange is going to serve after avengers 4 as more of an advisory role uh, because the threats that he deals with are too big for the avengers or you know it's too mind-blowing for most of the avengers so he deals with those on his own uh until it becomes too much and then he has to get help and that's how it's always been in the comics too it's always been like the mystical is just too mind-wrenching like that head trip that he went through in dr strange the the movie um you know it's it would be enough to cripple the minds of lesser people sure and you know, that's he saw how big the universe was right there, like right out of the gate. That's where he was like, oh shit, this is way bigger than me. He's not having to learn it. It was just like dumped on him and he's in the ocean now. And he's like, yep, cool. Yeah, sure. I'll build an island. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> and that's where, like, that's where Dr. Strange lives and the rest of them are in, are left to, you know, do the physical stuff. So I think, Past Avengers 4, he's probably going to take on an advisory role and just kind of be like, oh, yeah, you guys should probably... Yeah, here's the thing. It'll help. Go. Here's a MacGuffin. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, and I think that is definitely possible. Um, kind of what I was getting at is maybe they'll have to face those interdimensional threats, which, I mean, we could be talking interdimensional threats, but they could turn that into a... Ve- I mean, even in... Even in um, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, interdimensional threats just meant basically these portals are opening and things that could be very physical, real threats are spilling through those portals, you know, um, yeah. from other from other from other uh, dimensions or whatnot, uh, planes of existence, and and so and and the thing is, like, we could get other planes of existence could mean parallel universes, you know, which I yep. think I think could could definitely involve the next you know we've talked a lot about what how they're going to combine with fox and everything and so i think that is really good strong reasoning for why dr strange might be the next uh you know be the savior because he's got a or at least be a big part of it so yeah i agree with you man yeah you want to move on to the next one yeah what you got uh ant-man oh so we're going smaller we are. We're going. We're going from interdimensional, uh, mystical, all all worlds to size of ant. Yeah, it's um, less than that. Quantum. Less, less than that. We're going quantum. Um, which I don't understand the science, but from what I understand, a lot of that science kind of ties into the interdimensional, possibly time travel. Um, I think the first the first reason I think he's going to be a big part of Avengers Four is where they left him in Ant Man and the Wasp. Him being stuck in the quantum realm, uh, it just is kind of a thing. The fact that they put it after the after the um, after the credits means it's not really part of the movie that's happening. It's going to be it's a tag to lead us into the next movie. Yeah, it's right? the setup. So. It's an obvious cliffhanger. He's down there. They got to do something with him. He's missing. Um, and not to mention, uh, we, the only person we've seen come back from the quantum realm after a substantial period of time came back with some sort of powers we don't fully understand. 
And that's true. Oh, and we know from the first Ant Man that if you go to the quantum realm, time doesn't mean anything. And from set photos, this is a little bit of a cheat, but so spoiler alert for set photos. We know that Ant Man appears, and it appears to be in a different time line of some sort, a different time period. Yeah. So yeah, there were set photos of him in the Battle of New York. Yeah, and he definitely wasn't in the Battle of New York originally. So, <laughs> so a lot of people are saying the quantum realm might hold the key. Or maybe that quantum power, maybe that quantum energy that he could bring back with him, just like um, Janet did in Ant-Man and the Wasp, could be the key to time travel that could be what they use to try to bring back everyone if they need to time travel back to stop the snapture. Um, I think I think that he is going to be a key player, at least in that role. And uh, another like kind of reason they would want to do that is, I think, and I've brought this up before, I think the person to go down and save him is Cassie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. His daughter is, you know, in the comics, she's stature, right? Yep. Um, in the comics, she's, she, she grows up to be stature. Uh, and she, <laughs> she, she, could be a, she could be a teenage hero in this. Um, and that would be so much fun. And it could introduce a character that, while they might be in a parallel universe for now... Um, Stature may become a thing in the future, and that's another thing in Marvel. If they're lo- losing all their people, they need to introduce new characters to this universe. And I, I, I seriously believe that uh, Ant Man, not only Ant Man, but Cat- Cassie is going to have a serious effect on the Ant Man story. I think she is going to be the one responsible for searching for him. Her heroics are already obvious. Like, and I'm getting oh, little, yeah. it's it's so sad. The whole like father daughter thing gets me choked up and I'm a little like choked up thinking about how much she cares about her father and she cares about him being a good man more than she cares about him being there for her and I I, I don't know I connect with that a lot I just I love the idea of people wanting people wanting their love the be- not just the best thing for their loved ones but the they want their loved ones to be the best you know yeah um, yeah and I just it, it, it's, it's choking me up right now thinking about it. I thanks, can hear you holding thanks, back Marvel tears. Cinematic Universe again. I cry <laughs> on this show when I think about these storylines and how much they mean. Um, <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when she sent him off in Ant-Man and the Wasp to go be a hero, she's also probably going to have some guilt about that. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, her, it's yeah, kind yeah. of her that sent him back into the fray. Um, and, That's true, and 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 maybe she'll have some guilt, but also like she just she believes in her father so much, and she's gonna. And I don't know if she's gonna know about Janet coming back. You know how much has he told her? Uh, maybe maybe in her these like you know experiences where they're sitting together and talking. Like maybe he before he disappeared, he already told her about bringing Janet back from the quantum realm, and um, you know may, maybe maybe that's the whole thing. Who all disappeared? Who was there with him, watching over him? It was... Uh, that was Hank and... Janet uh, and Janet the daughter. and Hope. Hope, yeah. that's right. Um, so, so, he st- so it's very possible he told her about the other doctor, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and he, know, he has all the information they need to get into the quantum realm to look if for If he him. didn't disappear. Like, I find myself right. concerned that maybe... Uh, Maybe he disappeared, and well, maybe Ghost disappeared. Like <laughs> I don't want that. I don't think you have to be fully concerned about that, just because um, these is, these are the same writers who conveniently allowed the original six Avengers to be like the part of like the nine that didn't disappear. <laughs> so, like, well, I think maybe we for, don't know if Hawkeye disappeared or not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, he's there. But just to talk about Hawkeye for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think would bring him into the fight and give him more motivation than anything? I, I think we've talked about it before. Like, what if like Nat shows up at his house and he's just sitting in a room with one, two, three, four piles of ash around yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I really think his family is going to go and I think he's going to go full on whatever Ronan whatever that thing character is Ronan yeah uh, and he's going to he's going to go 
go do whatever he has to do and join Tony Stark's uh, mission to reverse the snapture. I, I think it's going to, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to play a pivotal role. I don't know that he's going to be the MVP, but I think he's, he's going to be an emotional core of this next movie. He's going to be the, like, it's, it's one thing to have just like, <laughs> it's so, this is so good. It's just so good. <laughs> like, um, I was going to say, it's one thing to have a bunch of faceless, nameless people out there having disappeared. Um, but it's another thing to give them give them a real core to fight for, and, and having it be Hawkeye's family gives him a really solid reason. But the, the the truth is, half of the characters that we've been following for ten years just disappeared. Like, yeah. <laughs> not only do we have nameless, faceless, they let fucking Spider Man disappear. They let uh, Black Panther, Black Panther disappear. They let uh, who who else? All Almost disappeared? all of the Guardians Groot, disappeared. Groot disappeared. Star Lord, my favorite, disappeared. Like Drax. Oh my gosh! This is the one of the ballsiest things a movie has ever done. To yeah. to like like the stakes can't be higher. And and so like we have this kind of stuff happen all the time in a movie where like. In the in the first act, something so bad happens that it pulls the main characters into the fray, and often they let some side character die, like you know, and it, I don't know, or get taken. Like uh, I'm just trying to think of whatever movie, like in it, whatever in a James Bond movie or in a Taken or something, like some some side character gets kidnapped, and we know that the main character cares. And I was about to talk that way about the Hawkeye story, but like I don't even need that to be totally in. I need that for the emotional core of his story, I think, but like to, to, yeah. to care about his, but like I am so emotionally invested on them replacing everyone. Like I want everyone back. I personally love so many characters that are missing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, they're fi- They're literally fighting for the future of the universe that they have been building all this time. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, what if, uh, what if, uh, talking about Hawkeye still, what if that, that happens with the four piles of ash and that drives him into being a darker character and he like starts up a Thunderbolt style team where it's oh, all bad guys. Oh my gosh, it would be so good. It would be so then, good. Like Nat has to bring him back from the dark side like she, like he brought her back. Oh, oh I love it. I love that so much. And what it, what it, what if that's exactly like Nat's on Team Iron Man at this point, and, and Iron Man and possibly Steve or whoever are trying to like go back in time to stop the Snapture, and you've got Hawkeye like leading a team to stop them because whatever they're doing is conflicting with whatever he needs to do in the current timeline to save lives, but. Uh, you know we have we we could have like a thunderbolts led by uh by and maybe maybe the disappearance of his maybe he's not into the idea of going back because he's kind of a he is a physical hero he doesn't have these technological or mystical powers that like he, he that's not his mind he's a strategic yeah. like he he he's just dealing with what's in front of him all the time and i can't deal with losing them again why right. would you bring them back right. for that to happen well, again well well maybe he just doesn't believe maybe he's completely lost faith that there's ever even a possibility they could come back what if we have just like a hawkeye leading a leading a team that has like abomination on it Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> and and Zemo is like their tech guy or something. I don't know. Zemo's not really a tech guy. He's more of a strategy and whatever. Um, but like, what if Ultron is their tech guy? Um, <laughs> like, like a Thunderbolts that has like a reprogrammed Ultron uh, build, building them building them suits and shit. Oh man, it could be so fun. It could be just like the f- most fun first act of a movie that you've ever seen. <laughs> like what are they there's no reason to hold any of that back, especially if it's a pocket universe that's going to go away anyway. You could have such a great what if story couched yeah. in the couched in the beginning of this you know, of this tale that's going to go on to fix everything. They could have an oh. amazing what if story. Yeah, well, you could have that you know what would what would be the best to counter that to counter your your ronin led given up hope team yeah the still hopeful team of the young avengers yes i all of I, the like the cassie lang led people who were were inspired by the original avengers and still want to like 
bring that back and and try to save everything. I'm guessing that's where you want to go with your next point. That is where I want to go with my next point. Well, before we do that, that's a good tease you just dropped. But I think we need to talk about Mac Weldon. I think we need to talk about Mac Weldon. Because, let's be honest, Mac Weldon's clothing line is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Yeah. What are you wearing? Your underwear. What are you wearing to listen to the podcasts? Probably your underwear. You're probably sitting wherever you are in your underwear. You Um, might have a shirt. Yeah, a shirt. A hoodie, maybe. Uh, Some Well, it's not as good. Unless it's Mack Weldon, it's not as good as what you could be wearing. Uh, Which is Mack Weldon. (laughs) Mack Weldon's the bomb. We we both uh, were... uh, very happy to receive some Mac Weldon products and to try them out. And they're just such quality and such, so soft and they have really nice underwear with all kinds of antimicrobial properties, um, that man, uh, they, they keep you smelling good and they, uh, <laughs> they, they are so, so soft. And, and I, I ordered the hoodie. Um, I ordered a couple pairs of underwear in the, in the hoodie and I just like wearing hoodies and it is the softest hoodie. Uh, I've ever owned, and it is also like really stylish. I just, I'm really, I'm really excited about that hoodie. <laughs> yeah, man, I like, I can confirm all of that. The like, I, when I, when I was given the uh, the boxers and the polo that I got, I was, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh yeah, I mean, it's just, how can you do underwear wrong, right? Well, now I know that you can do underwear wrong, and it's the way that all of the rest of my pairs have been, and I have to change that. Because um, I've seen the light now. <laughs> yeah. Like th- This Mack Weldon pair of boxers is the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body, ever. Mm. That's awesome. And this almost the same can be said about the shirt. Like I, the polo that I got, it's, it's the silver knit, which is knit with, it's got a, a, a material in it. That's an anti odor silver XT two is what they call it, but it's, it's the antimicrobial stuff. And I wore it on a day where I didn't work out and it was so unbelievably comfortable. It was so comfortable that I went and like did all my laundry that night so that I could wear the shirt again. And <laughs> I, I worked out that day, like the second time, and then wore that shirt. And like sometimes, you know, kind of a little bit of sweat odor comes through in, in the l- later parts of the day because, you know, I continue to sweat uh, even after showering. It's whatever. But that shirt held up and kept it all away. And I just, I felt so great all day about wearing that shirt. That is awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, the thing is, like, I, I, I've been trying to get fit again and I've lost a lot of weight um, more recently um, and in doing so I've also started to try to buy clothes that are a little more stylish and a little more intentional with my clothing yeah. purchases um, yeah. not so I've, I've always just been a go to Walmart and pick up a whatever uh, pick up a superhero <laughs> shirt and a, and, a, and a redneck flannel and wear it open so I'm a little bit more grunge uh, like, like that's, that's been my style, just whatever I put on my body. But here lately I've been actually like trying to be a little more stylish and like make decisions Smart. that are more adult, I guess. And yeah. Mac Weldon is honestly where I'm going to go to get the softer parts of the wardrobe. All that, all that under things, they have great shirt, great undershirts, uh, great, uh, great underwear. Um, they have some great like workout type, like, you know, like, um, uh, sweatpants and things and like I said the hoodie I, that I, I got I love speaking on the athletic stuff um, I got the athletic socks from them and like I thought it was kind of goofy at first when I put on a sock and it said R on the toe and I was like really I know wait a minute you mean you designed these to be left and right footed socks like I've never seen this before they're I just supposed I haven't to be either. universal oh, that's awesome I didn't know about that I didn't get the socks so that's cool yeah so they they've like perfectly designed their socks to be fitted for the left and right foot to, you know, to better uh, accommodate how the foot moves because the foot does a lot. That's your connection to the world, right? So the foot does so much for you. And I did not know that I needed socks like this until I wore these. That is, that's awesome, man. Um, that's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I think my favorite product we I have is the hoodie. I'm just like real pumped about the hoodie. It's just really, it's got really cool little accents uh, throughout it, um, and and I just really like it a lot. 
It just I, f- <laughs> I feel like it's a part of this new wardrobe and the new me that I'm trying to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I had no problem navigating their website. It was really easy to go in, use our, use our coupon code, which is our promo code is MCUCAST, like it is for everything else. Uh, so <laughs> it's easy to remember, MCUCAST. You get 20% off uh, of your first order from Mac Weldon. So check that out. Yeah, um, MacWeldon.com. What was your favorite? My favorite thing, I, you know, honestly, it's hard to decide between the boxers and the shirt and the socks. Um, From th- your description, my favorite thing is the socks, because I had no idea they had right and left socks. That's real cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've often like, thought about that when I put on my socks, and I like I put them on, and I'm just like, well, these just socks are kind of, I don't know, they... they Normal socks are sort of uh, constrictive because when I do try to curl my toes, or it just feels like I'm stretching them every time. And having yeah. socks that are actually for those feet are awesome. Yeah, well, I have a tendency whenever I pull out my socks, I like I kind of uh, like smash the toe down and just kind of like give it a little bit of play to see like what foot have I normally worn this on, and like I do that without thinking about it, and then. It like as I read R and L on the sock toes, I was just like, "Oh my god, stupid! Like you've been doing this the whole time. How that's, is this not a thing?" That's really amazing. Yeah, really amazing. The last time I wore them, it was at an event that was outside. Uh, it was like a family fun day, and I was out in a park walking around, and you know, for hours and hours and hours. And these socks kept my feet just like not sweaty and so ridiculously comfortable the whole time it was like i i didn't know that socks could support feet the way that these did yeah that's awesome that's all. I, can't, I can't wait to try those well guys if you are ready to kind of upgrade your wardrobe and get clothes that are more comfortable uh great underwear great uh for for look for feel uh and for smell i mean it's they're they're awesome you should check them out it's a uh, macweldon.com that's m-a-c-k uh, com and enter promo code MCUCAST at checkout to get 20% off your first order. Uh, it helps our podcast out and it lets the, lets the advertiser know that we, that, uh, that you support this cast and they will continue to support us. So check out MacWeldon.com, uh, and use promo code MCUCAST. All right, Jeff. So I believe you mentioned some young Avengers. I did mention some Young Avengers. Uh, so, in the comics, Young Avengers are basically children uh, that were either just given powers and are children of particular other heroes, or they're people that were inspired by these other heroes, like uh, Cassie Lang, for example, <laughs> was on the team. Uh, she is the hero stature, and she became that hero because she's been so... Um, uh, in touch with Scott Lang all the time and, and in contact with Pym Particles a lot that she basically got to the point to where she can just grow and shrink on her own without a suit, without need for a suit. Oh, wow. Because, she, yeah, she had such uh, inherent connection to the Pym Particle. So, you know, in, in, our, in our story that we've seen so far, she obviously believes in her dad and has believed in her dad since day one you know when the the people are when the cops are saying like you know they're looking for scott she's like are you looking for my daddy i hope you don't catch him because she knows that he's doing something good the entire time and he's stuck he's stuck in the quantum realm so she's got to get him out she's gonna believe wholeheartedly that he is not gone there's no way that he's gone and i think that she's gonna be pulling together a team of children or other people who were inspired by the Avengers and, and, you know, use these people to try to save the world or at least live on a good legacy in their name. If she isn't trying to save dad and, um, you know, trying to get everybody back. Let me throw this out. What if, okay. Instead of, we talked about, you know, um, Nat having to convince Hawkeye to, to 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 stop to not stop them and to let them uh uh try let them let them try to save Scott uh or let them try to stop the snapshot. What if instead of uh 
her being on a team that's trying him being on a team that's trying to stop the Avengers. What if stature has grown up to follow her father's footsteps and she has joined a team, maybe a combination of either the Thunderbolt sort of like, you know, a pro registration team that's like fighting, uh, just, just trying to do the right thing. You know, they're trying to do the right thing. They're good people. But what if she's like, uh, what if she's on that team and then it's her father that comes out of the quantum realm and has to convince her that she's doing the wrong thing and to stop. Oh man. Like her guilt has driven her like her guilt over sending her dad in to be a hero. And like, he's gone now that guilt has just driven her to a point to where she's just a mean hero on a bad team. And she doesn't realize it. Yeah. Like she's on the wrong side. She's on the wrong side. And then she realizes that standing across from her on the battlefield is her father. (laughs) Oh man, that he's back and he's he's he, and that she's and that she's opposing him and then she has to, you know, realize Ugh. that realize she has to change. There's just so many ways they could go with this story and they're so emotionally complex and interesting and super fun. I love it. They've built such a cool universe. I love it so much. Sorry, I think I interrupted I, more of your uh <laughs> young Avengers. No, I mean that's that was basically it. I can hear you holding back tears again. <laughs> It's just, oh. it's so, it's so emotionally touching, like, all of these characters that we've been so invested in, and, like, to see, like, because we didn't see the aftermath yet, we didn't see what, like, what happens when everybody disappears. All we got was Captain America sitting in a circle of other people over a pile of ash, and he just says, oh, God. Yeah. And dude, I think that's going to be one of the biggest the surprises. We've, we're all talking about like how will they stop Thanos? I think this world that is going to exist uh, and maybe for like 10 years and really we're going to see a big uh impact from, I think that is going to be one of the most interesting things about this whole this whole deal. I really think that's going to be an interesting part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like uh uh, almost like Flashpoint, right? Yeah, for sure. And so it's and, gonna and be more DC's like Flashpoint. Pla- DC's talked about planning a Flashpoint, but like Snap Point, I like that. Um, but like, if they do this right, I feel like Flashpoint just like will feel absolutely like a like retread a, of this, <laughs> like a worse rehash. Yeah, I mean, It'd be like, oh, it's, this is a worse version of in, of Avengers. I mean, which oh, they've already done. They're trying Justice League. Now they're doing. It, it would be so bad if they did that because it'd be like now they're doing. <laughs> they did Avengers. They copied Avengers, and now they're copying Avengers Four. Uh, but with a, <laughs> you know, they're trying to save a universe that we don't care about. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just let it go. Sorry, guys. just Sorry. let it go. Yeah, that's uh, that's on me. Um, <laughs> yep yep good stuff <laughs> only joking only joking uh <laughs> but are you <laughs> some, some, someone in the dc version is just like uh maybe maybe we should let this universe go <laughs> you know the uh you know the scene in matrix 2 where neo is like trying to stop the machines and then he runs into a room and it's got the architect in it and he's yeah. sitting there and he's like, you must, uh, you must understand. You don't want to do what you want to do. You want to do this instead. I can see the decision rising within you and all this stuff. And he like explains, basically explains the real decision he's making. Yeah. What if like Flash is going to save the DC universe and then he runs into a room and there's just like a Warner Brother executive <laughs> sitting behind the desk and he's like, yeah, bunch I of, know. Bunch if you of go TVs th- that are showing like the greatness of the MCU yeah. on one side. <laughs> If you go to the left, yes, you can save the universe as you know it. But if you go to the right, we have this whole reboot thing we're coming up with. <laughs> you really should go to the right. Just go to the right, man. It would be better. Oh, for, it's man. better for everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's that's how they've done it with their comics too. They're oh like, yeah. Ah, shit! This got out of control. Let's let's reboot it. Yeah. Just be. Really funny to have, yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh man, and then like that that door to the right has a fifty two on it, and they're like, "Uh, this should work." <laughs> yeah, go go through door number number one. You could do this door number two. You could do that. Maybe pick door number fifty two. I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> just an idea. Just a thought. Just a thought. <laughs> just a thought. You know, just a little nugget for you to for you to ponder on. <laughs> All right. So the next. 
MVP possibility. What you got? For Avengers 4, who will save us all? I keep hearing the, like, uh, that's that song, who will save your soul? Every time we say, well, who will save us all? Anyway, uh, Daughters of Thanos. And I say, daughters of Thanos. I say the daughters because I'm not sure it could go either way. But here's, here's my thinking. Infinity War was a movie about Thanos. Yep. It, yes, this whole ten years has been about uh, all these six, these six heroes, but that movie was about Thanos. And I think there is nothing more poetic or more punishing for his sins than having his daughters, who one of which he loves, and maybe the other one he has some sort of affection for. We haven't really seen that. <laughs> Um, but he definitely created them. He built them, especially Nebula. He literally built Nebula. And Gamora he loved and sacrificed uh, to, to complete his goal. Um, there's nothing more poetic than having those two, in some, either one or two of them, rise to like take him down. Yeah. Um, I think that them being his like almost Achilles heel of his plan that he created would be, would be pretty... Um, pretty poetic, uh, and 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 I think there's some some interesting stuff saying, uh, like pointing to that. I think the vision of Gamora at the end, where she asks him, "What did you have to give up?" and he says, "Everything." Um, yeah, what did it cost? Everything. I think that 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 shows that maybe we're not done with Gamora, at least at least as a concept, at least as a vision in his head. Um. But yeah. maybe and I think that's the answer to why is Gamora. Yeah, that's the answer to Drax's question. Why is Gamora? Because she has to come back and save everybody. Um, so the vision of Gamora, I think, is a strong is a strong reason why she might be coming back, or like that we're not done with her. And then the fact that Nebula is one of the few non OG Avengers that survived. She's not an Avenger, but she is survived on the planet with Tony and maybe she is more than just his ride home. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. she's going to have more to do. And that's also built up by comic books. There's comic books there that she is in, in at least one incarnation of this infinity war. She went, she did, she saved everyone. She stopped Thanos and brought everyone back. So that's possible. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they want to do that in the movies. I don't know if Nebula is, is a central enough character to be that, but uh, she definitely has. There's definitely evidence that she could be. Um, my big question is bringing back Gamora. Is her death? I have like almost two problems with them bringing her back or killing her off. Is her death too much of a change for Guardians? Like, we've had people's motivations change from movie to movie. <laughs> We've had people kind of internally change from movie. Like, Avengers movie really changed people's uh, point of views. But we've never, like, lost a main character in an Avengers movie. So, like, if you're, if you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan and you don't care about the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you go back to watch Guardians 3 and you're like, where's Gamora? I don't understand. And they, they're Who like, Gamora? she died off screen. Why is Gamora? Um... <laughs> And they're just like, oh, she died off screen. Sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's a big change to do to the Guardians team. Um, although, given much of the politics surrounding the Guardians movies, uh, yeah. There's potential that none of them could come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Jeffrey James wrote into us, um, and I don't have his exact feedback in front of me. Well, we'll I'm sure we'll discuss it on probably next week's episode. Uh, uh, but he wrote in to point out that apparently uh, Ike Perlmutter, we, we, we may have had some of the politics of the situation wrong. I said that I thought I'd heard that Marvel, and I did hear this on some podcasts, but that Marvel wanted to rehire Gunn, but Disney was saying no. Apparently Ike Perlmutter uh, is pretty anti-Gunn. Uh, it seems, and I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know who's, who, I don't know on the inside of the situation, but apparently, uh, Ike Perlmutter is a pretty, uh, pretty right wing political pro guy. Trump. He's pretty yeah. pro Trump, and uh, it sounds like that 
part of the reason we lost Gun is because Ike Perlmutter's politics got in the way. And I, I, you know, whatever side you're on, like you got to be able to willing be able to work with the other side. You can't fire someone for their politics. That's that's awful. That is completely awful. And and yeah, like he had good cover for a reason to firing, but if he's just firing him and keeping him fired for the politics, I'm even more pissed about this whole situation. Um <laughs> Thanks the, Jeffrey James for stirring Matt up. Yeah, yeah, we we may be talking about this for the next 20 minutes. No, I will move on, but I I really <laughs> uh yeah, I, that's just that just makes me even more mad about the situation. Um so, anyway, um if they do leave James Gunn out of the picture and the Guardian, like they've put it on indefinite hiatus, and I talked about, we talked about last week how it, it could be a possibility they just like decide not to make a Guardians three because it's too politically rot and there's too the the actors aren't happy and the you know they can't find a director to replace Gunn and all this stuff. Um, like I want them to re- replace Perlmutter if they're gonna you know <laughs> if he's gonna if he's gonna let his politics get in the way like that. That's ridiculous we should we should start a campaign to get him fired yeah um, we don't like ike <laughs> uh yeah I, I really think that that like if 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 that's true if that's the reason that needs to be nipped in the bud people like i know we're a very divided country right now and people have very different views um but like you're making you're making a you're making art here and everybody's getting involved and it it's pretty frustrating to me that we can't work together to make good art. Uh, it, it, this is the kind of stuff you're going to have to work with people uh, that believe all kinds of things, and I don't know. Just really drives me nuts that someone would fire someone over to their political beliefs um, and speaking out about them. They're allowed to say whatever they want. Like I don't know. I don't know. That's one thing. If he yeah, but Gunn gave him an opening with those with those other tweets and. He apparently used it. Um, that's at least that's the, the, the take that Jeffrey James sent in. So I, and, and I'll read his actual comments next week. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. Um, anyway, so that, that's, one, that's one reason they may not want Gunn back. Or they may not, they may not need Gamora back if there's not going to be a Guardians 3. Um, yeah. and, and so it doesn't matter if her death is too big of a change. Um, the other thing about bringing her death back or bring bring her back from death in in that way, and this is going to be a problem. If you bring back any of the people who died before the snapture, and that is um, Vision, Gamora, and there's one more who died before the snapture, Loki. Loki. If you did, well, if you Loki kill Loki and Heimdall. That's right, and Heimdall. Um, so you kill if you bring back any of the four of them. I kind of don't think Heimdall's coming back. But the other three are so popular. Not that I, I love Heimdall and I, and I love uh, the guy who plays him. But goodness, some thunder back there. Yeah. Oh, can you hear that on, on the thing? That's funny. Yeah. There's thunder. Yeah, there's, that's, there's uh, some... that's what you get for saying that you don't like Heimdall. <laughs> I, I love Heimdall, but I just I don't think he's as uh, popular a character. I think don't think that's very controversial. And I think that giving oh, gosh, what's the actor's name? Idris Elba. Thank you. Oh, what was my problem? I've seen like a lot of stuff with him. I love Idris Elba. I loved Luther. I think he's great, but I couldn't remember his name in the, in the moment. Um, <laughs> good job. Yeah, good job, me. Uh, Idris Elba for James Bond. Um, so, uh, would her return? Would any of their returns, including Gamora's, r- do the same thing that Marvel is? been panned for so many times and would it remove the stakes death doesn't matter death doesn't matter i kind of feel like any of those four returning would be another death doesn't matter now loki he's a little trickster that's his whole thing so maybe he was maybe it was all a trick but well yeah there's there's supposedly evidence that uh loki didn't actually die because apparently he is not left-handed like he's right-handed and the every time he's had a a a mirror of himself uh used like an image of himself it's been a left-handed image like it's a mirror so wow the uh the one that got strangled by thanos was left-handed wow or at least had the dagger in the left hand 
Yeah, that's that is interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but it, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about bringing him back, especially since uh, Thanos literally said no more resurrections this time. Yeah, whatever. no resurrections this time. Like you're done for real, but <laughs> maybe not really. Like. <laughs> I guess they could bring him back from the past if they're going to the past. They could like pick him up from the Battle of New York <laughs> and bring him back. Oh man! Like yeah. a like past Loki comes back with without all that character development that we've we've you know I could I could see him just being like the bad brother again. <laughs> comes back and realizes <laughs> you're really all, all the worst. He did, he went through all that stuff and, and now he doesn't remember it anymore. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, like they're like we're talking about doing with Fitz and Agents of Shield. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so, I think that one of those two, Gamora or uh, Nebula, Nebula, could be could be the one. Uh, could 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 be an MVP in this battle against Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've got an even better leading lady. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Captain Marvel. Our 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 transitions have been on point this episode. They really have, especially when we talk about them. Like, we stop for a moment to kind of address how great they were. Yeah, it's it's even better when we do that. You know, it's like a joke. Yeah. When you explain it, it just, like, really... It just gets even better. It just really yeah. uh, fleshes it out and makes people understand the joke. Yeah, and you if know. you say the joke twice, it's even better. It's yeah. funnier. And if you say the joke twice, it's even funnier. Ah, oh, good call. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, uh, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who, who's your who's so, your leading lady? Leading lady is obviously Captain Marvel. I mean, Nick Fury called her instead of getting on the phone with Steve Rogers or Iron Man or whatever. That's right. And being like, hey, man, what are you doing? Like, people are disappearing. What did you do? He was like, no, I need Captain Marvel. She's literally, we, we talk about the post-credit sequence being what leads to the next thing. She's literally the post-credit sequence for the for Avengers 4, the movie we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Or Avengers yeah. 3. Uh, she's, she's the one pointing toward Avengers 4. Yep. And, I mean, it's been said time and time again that she's going to be the most powerful force in the MCU and is going to be a leader. She's, I mean, she's in the air force. So she's got the military experience to be the leader that they need. Uh, she's got an incredible power set that would be perfect against Thanos and his gauntlet. Um, and apparently like if, if the, uh, the, the, flag or trophy or whatever that's hanging from Calypsidian's belt is any indication she's dealt with Thanos before, or at least the children of Thanos. So she's got a rematch coming. And, yeah. You that's know, she's that's definitely that, some that hidden grudge. evidence in, 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 in Avengers that that sash is like some evidence for what you're talking about. Like she's going to come back and have a, uh, that we're going to get, I think we're going to get more of Thanos story in her, in her movie. Like, I think we might get, like, what turned him on to this whole quest for death or whatever. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 30 years ago, he was sad about his planet dying, but he didn't have a plan, you know? Maybe in the, in the, somewhere in the Kree-Skrull War, he, like, f- devises the actual plan to... Maybe he finds out about the gauntlet. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I think that might be that might be like a subplot or an ancillary. Sure, thing, I don't think it's going to be the main I mean, thing. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the major thing is going to be the Kree Scroll War. And right. You got to showcase how great she is so that you can establish her. You know. Yeah. Like I just think it it would be amazing if Thanos is there, on in some capacity, even if it's like, like a side scene, like in Guardians One or whatever. Oh man. One of the things about the Skrulls is that their home planet was decimated. What if it was Thanos that did that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then that's their reason for being jackasses and trying to find a new home world and, and infiltrating and shit like that. And, oh, man. And then that, you know, that makes her mad. Like, hey, you jerk face, you did this and caused them to be jerks at us. And, like, it's all you. It's all on you. It's all on you. Mm. Just like Tony said. And, you know, her being the savior, at least, and, and being the one to, like, really bring Thanos down 
is going to showcase her powers. That's going to that's going to showcase how strong she is and really give her a foothold in this universe. And you know, in the uh, in the comics, she's always had the ability to absorb energy, like of any sort. So energy blasts directed at her, she can absorb. And once Thanos got all six stones in the gauntlet, that's like the first thing he did was just an energy blast toward Thor, which, you know, the hammer was able to push through. But what if Captain Marvel is able to absorb all of that and then control the stones? Yeah. I, I, or I mean, what if that I, turns her into binary. It's, it's hard to speculate too much or like, it's such a broad speculation. We're talking about, uh, Captain Marvel because, we haven't even seen her on screen yet. Like we don't even know what she's going to be like, what her power set's going to be like, what her what her new origin is going to be like. We just don't know for sure. We have a lot of good clues from comics, but we have no idea how they're going to really tell us her story. And it's I'm super, we we don't even have a trailer for yet for that, do we? No, not yet. Gah. It's so soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out in February. Give us trailer, people. Um like we need it. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if this one will rival black panther uh for a february release just because it's kind of a similar situation uh except it's not the first major female hero see and i know they've been planning her movie for a long time but it's gonna look like it was a wonder woman ripoff a little, like like oh dc did a wonder woman now you're gonna do a captain marvel you know uh yeah. it's gonna look that way uh but you know so i so i don't know if it's gonna have the same social impact that a Wonder Wonder Woman or a uh, Black Panther had, but I but I think it could be, could definitely be a big movie. And I think if they put Thanos in there and he's somewhere in the uh, marketing materials, like I think that could really impact the the movie as well. Because everybody's like, "What? <laughs> we knew we were getting a part a part two or whatever or Avengers four, but we didn't know we were getting like Avengers three point five in the middle." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did that with Civil and, War, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, Civil War was basically 2.5. Yeah, so... Oh, and I, I misspoke on the date. Her movie's coming out March 8th, 2019. Okay, March 8th. Cool. Man, that thunder. I don't know if you guys can hear that on the cast, but it's thundering like crazy outside my window. Um, so any other thoughts about Captain Marvel? All of the thoughts. She's gorgeous. Yeah. We want her to be around for a while. Um, super strong. Yeah, pretty much all the things. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I definitely think she is. She's going to be an impact. I mean, like you said, like we said, she's she's in the she's in the credit post credit sequence is the first tease of her, and I think that 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 speaks volumes as to her role in the next movie. Yeah, Nick Fury called her yeah. instead of Steve and I and Tony. It was like, oh shit, call control, code red, like get Captain Marvel on the horn right now. Yeah. I just, I, I worry that with there being the potential for the time jump, um, what happens? You know, what, how long does it take her to get back? Or where was she? You know? Yeah. That's the question that we, we really need answered. For sure. We have no idea. We have no idea where she is or what she's doing. Uh, and I'm super interested to find out. She could be in cryostasis somewhere. She could be whatever. I just have no idea. Because 30, yeah, 30 years is a long time. She's obviously not going to age that much. And it could be her powers preventing her from aging. We don't know. Yeah. She uh, she could be stuck near a black hole. You know, time dilation. Yeah. She could be uh, frozen in a uh, in a plane in the North Atlantic. You know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. She's a captain. That's what captains do. That's what captains do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I... It's, I like it. I like um, her coming back too. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I say coming, coming back. back. We haven't I, seen her yet. <laughs> we're we're going to see what she's like. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, all right, yeah. guys. I think that's about our conversation. Uh, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite uh, to be the MVP? My favorite to be the MVP. Hmm. I like I like the Doctor Strange theory. I like the Doctor Strange theory a lot. I still think my favorite, and most likely, and probably my favorite for the movie, is uh, it's gonna is be Tony. Tony, Tony, the OG, the OG Avengers, like finishing 
their arcs that they've been on for 10 years. Like that's what I want to see out of this movie. Uh, it's kind of what I've wanted out of both these movies. And I'm, a lot of us were speculating who was going to die in Avengers three. And I think that was a little naive because I, I really wanted to see them in Avengers four. Why would they kill them off? Um, you know, it, when, when they're going to have this great way to wrap up their storylines in this movie, you know? So yeah, I'm super yeah. excited about it. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, you can support the cast today by visiting MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-Weldon.com. Uh, and uh, using the promo code MCUcast to get 20% off. That's pretty awesome. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, go to MCUcast.com, at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash MCUcast, MCUcast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you'd like to support the cast monetarily, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash MCUcast. Thank you to everyone there. Uh, we are on the home stretch of sending out our first big swag release. It's going to be the first two swag releases, actually, all at once. So uh, we'll, be the, we'll be doing that to you guys very soon. Um, we're just waiting on the designs. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, they're, we're going to wait on the art. They're going to be cool. They're going to be real cool. Um, all right, guys. We will be back with you in your feed very soon. I think next week we're going to do a crossover with superhero ethics. Yeah. So talking about Matthew West Fox yeah. about uh, ethics of shield. Yeah. So that is going to be a really, really sweet uh, conversation. I really like listening to that cast and I'm excited to uh, kind of, you know, share, share the, share the mics with them. Um, all right, guys, we'll be back. Talk to you soon. Until next time. True believers. True believers.